Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. Hailing frequencies open, you've tapped into Trek FM's Hyper Channel. I'm Luke Weir, and today we're going to dig into some exciting news about space travel and exploration. But first, here's the latest about Star Trek Discovery. Since Majel Barrett passed away in 2008, we've been wondering for a while now how Discovery is going to handle the voice of the computer, or even if the ship will have a voice. But we got some great news last week when the official Roddenberry Twitter account revealed that Majel Barrett's voice has been recorded phonetically, meaning that she recorded all of the different phonetic sounds required to create words and phrases. This means that at some point we might be able to hear her voice in a Siri-like app, which would be a lot of fun. And what's even more exciting is that this opens the door for the possibility that Majel Barrett's voice could continue to be used for future Star Trek series, including Discovery. We don't know for sure yet if her voice will be used in the upcoming series, but the tweet Roddenberry sent out specifically mentioned both Siri and Star Trek Discovery, so there's a pretty good chance we'll be hearing more of Majel soon. A lot of people have been talking about the latest hint Brian Fuller dropped on Twitter the other day. He referenced the TOS episode Balance of Terror and called the episode a touchstone for Star Trek Discovery. And that's basically it. We don't really have any more context for this story, but this has opened the door for a lot of speculation in the Babel Conference and on the internet at large. Some think this means that the new series will focus heavily on the Romulans, while others think that the connection is more subtle, perhaps referring to the themes of political intrigue or the focus on confined settings while a larger story arc plays out in the background. If you want to join in on the speculation, check out Trek FM's private Facebook group, The Babel Conference. That's B-A-B-E-L, and let us know that you'd like to join, and before too long, an admin will be sure to approve you. And before we move on to some other news, we just found out that Star Trek Discovery has been delayed. The original time frame we were given stated that the series would debut in January, but CBS has announced that the series has been pushed back until May. In a statement, executive producers Brian Fuller and Alex Kurtzman said, quote, Bringing Star Trek back to television carries a responsibility and mission to connect fans and newcomers alike to the series that has fed our imaginations since childhood. We aim to dream big and deliver and that means making sure the demands of physical production and post-production for a show that takes place entirely in space and the need to meet an air date don't result in compromised quality. Before heading into production, we evaluated these realities with our partners at CBS and they agreed Star Trek deserves the very best and these extra few months will help us achieve a vision we can all be proud of." And even though I'm bummed out that we'll have to wait longer to see the new series, this is actually really good news. Because one, CBS is willing to give Brian Fuller and the crew behind Discovery the time they need to develop the series. And two, airing in the summer means that the show will have less competition and may theoretically perform better. If you're wondering about how this affects the rest of CBS All Access's schedule, they seem to be aiming to release a new show every quarter. So the new digital version of Big Brother, called Big Brother over the top. <laughs> I see what you guys did there. Uh, that, that will begin airing on September 28th. Then the upcoming Good Wife spinoff will premiere in February and Star Trek Discovery will air sometime in May. 
The University of Mississippi Medical School paid tribute to Dr. McCoy on their Facebook page in honor of Star Trek's 50th anniversary. In Star Trek lore, Dr. Leonard McCoy graduates from the University of Mississippi in 2249 and receives his MD at UMMC in 2253. It was a small but really neat tribute from the university, and it's just one more example of the importance of Star Trek in our culture. We'll link to their tribute here in the show notes. I've been collecting a lot of really fascinating news about new things we've learned about the planets in our solar system, as well as recent developments in our search for extraterrestrial life. But today I'd like to share with you the latest in space travel and exploration. NASA and the National Space Foundation will soon be preparing astronauts for the isolation of Mars by sending them to live in the South Pole for months at a time. It's called the U.S. Antarctic Program, and Antarctica is perfect for the program because according to Lisa Spence, project manager for NASA Flight analogs in the human research program, quote, you can't walk off the ice. That goes for whether you are having a health, behavioral health, or a personal issue, and you're not going anywhere. It's very similar to spaceflight. It changes your mindset about how you're going to respond when you know you can't leave, end quote. An astronaut who has spent a lot of time in the Antarctic named Christina Hammock Koch has learned ways to cope. She copes by exercising, finding hobbies, socializing with uh, the few other people in her group, and she also coped by strategically saving care packages to open at various times during her stay. When speaking about her experience, she said, quote, This means going months without seeing the sun, with the same crew, and without shipments of mail or fresh food. The isolation, absence of family and friends, and lack of new sensory inputs are all conditions that you must find a strategy to thrive within, end quote. Not only will it give potential astronauts experience in extreme conditions, it will also give NASA's flight surgeons the opportunity to treat astronauts in scenarios that they've never had to deal with. The program is expected to commence this coming February. Speaking of the much-anticipated Mars missions, researchers are working on a way that astronauts might be able to hibernate during the trip. With current technology, it takes between six and nine months to travel between Earth and the Red Planet, and that requires a lot of resources. But by lowering astronauts' body temperature to 5 degrees Celsius, that's 9 degrees Fahrenheit, they could save a lot of money and storage space. According to John Bradford, President and Chief Operating Officer of Spaceworks Enterprises in Atlanta, quote, they would reduce the need for consumables in both nutrition and hydration and oxygen demand. That translates to mass, and mass is a critical item trying to support these Mars missions, end quote. Their goal isn't to create a type of suspended animation that we oftentimes see in science fiction. Instead, they want to put astronauts in a therapeutic hypothermia, which is already used in hospitals today to help people recover from traumatic injuries. There's still a lot of research to be done, but there's a good chance we'll be seeing these techniques put to, into use once we've traveled further out into space. Now on to the actual rockets that will take us into space. Blue Origin recently debuted a new reusable rocket called the New Glenn that's huge. It has a 23-foot diameter rocket booster with 3.85 million pounds of thrust. The New Glenn is 313 feet tall, which is just short of the 363-foot record set by the tallest rocket created to date. That's the Saturn V. It won't necessarily be the most powerful rocket available, but its deeper space capabilities are very promising. Also, SpaceX, the company that suffered a large rocket explosion a few weeks ago, expects to resume launching rockets in November. They will use Pad 39A at Cape Canaveral, which is a different pad than the one that was damaged by the explosion. 
And instead of recommended reading today, I'm going to recommend a video you should check out. Tom Hanks was doing press for his latest movie on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he talked about the time he and another actor snuck onto the set of The Wrath of Khan. It's a really funny story, and you can find that link in the show notes. That's a wrap on today's episode of Hyper Channel. Be sure to subscribe to Hyper Channel on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. You can also subscribe to the Trek FM Master Feed where you get all of the shows on the network in one convenient feed. Keep up with me on Instagram and Twitter at CraptasticLuke. You can also add me on Facebook. Just search for Luke Weir. You can follow Trek FM on Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget to join Trek FM's Facebook group, The Babel Conference. You can support the Trek FM network on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash trekfm and check out the various levels of support you can choose from. You can even become an associate producer on one or more of the shows in the Trek FM network. Don't forget, you can check out all of the articles I sourced for today's episode in the show notes. I'm Luke Weir. We'll be back soon with another episode of Hyper Channel. Hyper Channel.